Hey, I want to welcome everyone to this incredible Promote the Truth powerhouse. And I say it's powerhouse because it involves you. It involves your walk. It involves you impacting others. It is the great commission that Yahusha, when he walked on the earth, who is now Yahuwah HaMashiach, the Messiah, he gave us a great commission, which is to go spread the word throughout the world, teaching the good news, the great news of the reign of Yahuwah. And so what we want to do is once a person finds out about Yahuwah, the biggest questions that we receive, I mean, we receive over and over and over and over is how do I follow Yahuwah? What do I do next? People watch the, the name video. And if you haven't watched the name video, go over to our YouTube channel. Just look up Promote the Truth in YouTube and then scroll down and you will see where it says the name. Like, what is the name of the creator? And there's so many people. That video now has, at the time of this recording, about a quarter of a million. It's approaching a quarter of a million views. A quarter of a million views. So, somebody said, enlarge the screen. All right. I got some good communication. I love y'all, family. I appreciate y'all. So, this is important to understand with a quarter of a million views, family. How do we how do we know what to do once a person calls on the name of Yahuwah? I get this all the time. What am I supposed to do? So we're going to get into what am I supposed to do? And this is foundational discipleship. So once you call on the name of Yahuwah, once you call on the name of Yahuwah, he Yahusha says, go forth. And what did he say? Making what? making disciples. He says, go forth and make disciples. Inside the word disciple is the word discipline. What discipline? So that's really what people want to know. What are the disciplines? Now, the biggest challenge when it comes to following Yahuwah, and I'm going to stop sharing for a second. I want to talk to y'all for a second. The biggest challenge in following Yahuwah is that Human beings naturally want to find something tangible to hold on to. They want to find something tangible to follow. Human beings are looking for something to hold on to. And so what all of us need to do is we need to go read the book, Mahashim, Mahashim, which we know, sign name, is Acts. So Mahashim chapter 7, go read the book of Mahashim chapter 7, Acts chapter 7, and this is where Stephen, follower of Yahusha, was carrying the message out after Yahusha had left, had went back to the right hand of Yahuwah. So this is very, very important that we understand what Stephen, we got to really hone in on what Stephen talked about and why did they stone Stephen? Powerful. And why they stone Stephen. Stephen gives an account. I got it pulled up over here on my, on my scriptures, on my 
on my on my uh, my iPad over here, and Stephen gives an account of how time after time after time after time, how the people of Yahuwah always ran after other quote, mental mighty ones. They always wanted something tangible to hold on to. They always wanted some type of something to grab a hold to. And Yahuwah said to, to, to who? To Masha, Moses, on the mountain. He says, when you saw me, when you were with me, I should say, when you met with me on the mountain, you saw no thorn. You saw no thorn. So what Yahuwah looks to be pounding into us as humans is this, that we are to worship him one million percent in spirit and in truth. That we've got to believe on him without seeing him. Powerful. What did Yahuwah say to Masha? No man can see me and live at this point. But there's a promise that one day we will see him face to face. At this point, in this state, in these fallible bodies, Yahuwah has chosen for us not to look upon him. So what do human beings naturally do? They go grab out for all kinds of things to look at. And so Stephen is given this account. Now, as he, Acts, is a, Acts chapter 7 is a long chapter. But as we get down, and we start, we start getting down to, let's see, let's start at Acts, Mahashim chapter 7, verse 40. Actually, we're going to start, uh, we're going to start here at 37. This is the Masha who said to the children of Yisrael, Yahuwah your Alua shall raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. Him you shall hear. This is he who was in the assembly in the wilderness with the messenger who spoke to him on Mount Sinai and with our fathers who received the living words to give to us unto whom our fathers would not become obedient. Did y'all hear that? Our fathers would not become obedient. That's our challenge today with this particular training is to simply lay down how do you follow Yahuwah and what does he want more than anything? He doesn't want your sacrifice as much as he wants your obedience. He said the fathers would not become obedient, but thrust away and in their hearts turn back to Mitzrayim is where we get the word misery from, Egypt, right? And saying to Aaron, to Aaron, Masha's brother, what did the people say to, to, to Aaron, Masha's brother, Moses' brother? Make us mighty ones to go before us. For this Masha, who led us out of the land of Mitzrayim, we do not know what has become of him. Because Masha's up on the mount with Yahuwah. And no longer that he'd been gone just a little bit, the people wanted something. They wanted some mighty ones. They asked the brother of Masha, make it some. And what they do in verse 41 of chapter 7 of Mahashim Acts, and they made a calf in those days and brought an offering. They brought an offering to the idol. 
second commandment, no graven images, and were rejoicing in the works of their what? Their own hands. Stephen is telling this to the who? To the Pharisees, the people that killed Yahushua. We're just coming off of Passover. So this is a fresh, awesome message on how to follow Yahuwah, but I'm setting the foundation. And if we take this teaching now, and that's why I'm doing this in this webinar style so that I can get the teaching out, we can use this as a foundational piece and then build on this to everyone who will come into the fold, have them watch this video. Because most people, when they call on the name and they get that power, they're looking to go do what these people did. And we're not going to have that with promote the truth. We're going to keep this thing simple. Let me go through this so we can lay the foundations so we do not make the same mistakes. That's why I'm taking this time. So what happened when they started calling out and looking for things that's built with their own hands? What happened? How did Yahuwah react to that? Okay. Let's read in verse 42, chapter 7, Mahashim Acts. So Alua, Yahuwah, turned and gave them up to worship the host of heaven. As it has been written in the book of the prophets. So he gave them up, said, okay, you want to go after the things that I've created? I'm going to give you up to it. Let's see what that does for you. I'm going to give it up. Go ahead. You got it. Y'all go take it. As it is written in the book of the prophets. Quote, did you bring slaughtered beasts and offerings unto me during the 40 years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? And you took up the tent of the Malak and the star of your mighty one, Kiyum, images which you made to bow down to them before them. Therefore, I shall remove you beyond Babel the tent of the witness with our fathers in the wilderness as he appointed, instructing Masha to make according to the pattern that he had seen, which our fathers having received it in turn also brought Yahusha, so that's the prophet that came after Joshua, not the savior, that came after Masha. So Yahusha, into the land possessed by the nations, whom Alua drove out before the face of our fathers until the days of Deweed. David, look how powerful this is. Yahuwah is saying, I'm showing you my mighty works. I'm showing you my power. But every time I keep giving my people my power and the breakthrough that I want them to have as a discipline, that's why Yahushua said, go make disciples. Every time I've given over the ages, family, that's why I believe I've been called and we have been called to break that cycle. Every time he gives the power over the ages, what happens? People go run after these other mighty ones that are not even there, that don't even exist, that are a figment of our imaginations. Watch this. He found, who found favor? Dawood. Dawid, I should say, David, who found favor before Alua and asked to find a dwelling place for the Alua of Yahakab, Jacob. Okay, now watch. But Shalomah, Dawid's son, Solomon, Shalomah, built him a house. 
Get ready, family. Verse 48. Chapter 7, verse 48. However, Stephen said, Stephen puts the big word in here. However, however, the most high does not dwell in dwellings made with hands of men. As the prophet says, see, this is what's tearing human beings up. Everybody's trying to continue to make temples and buildings. These churches, these temples, these buildings, what Stephen was saying right here, he goes, however, Mahashim chapter 7, Acts 7, 48, the most high Yahuwah does not live and does not dwell and dwell is made by the hands of men. Whoa. Get out of her, my people. Get out of them buildings. We're not going to build any building with promote the truth. It's not going to happen. The only building we're waiting on is the one that comes down when Yahuwah returns and sets up the new Yerushalayim. That's the building we're waiting on. Watch this, 49. Y'all gonna have to excuse me because I probably gonna get very fired up today because we gonna teach the what? The truth, promote the truth, get ready. The Yahuwah said, the heaven is my throne. The earth is my footstool. Woo! What house shall you build for me? Look, look what our father's saying. You can't impress me with any building built with your hands. What house shall you build for me, says Yahuwah? Or what is the place of my rest? Has my hand not made all of these? Stephen, the spirit of Stephen is still living today. He is speaking this in front of people he knows wants to kill him. Are you going to be bold enough to speak the truth, to promote the truth? Because that's what we're here to do on teaching people how to follow Yahuwah. Yes. What does he say in verse 51, chapter 7, Mahashim Acts? You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in hearts and ears. You always resist the set-apart spirit. As your fathers did, you also do. Woo! <laughs> you see? This is unbelievable. He said that people are stiff-necked. They always resist what? The set-apart spirit. So, okay. Now we got the foundation laid. We are not coming into no big structured organization and we got this person set up in this position. No. We got a movement. In the movement, we will develop leadership. The leaders will serve, period. How do we serve as leadership? People come to say, how can I be involved in the lead? Okay, go do what I'm about to teach you and you will be off the charts in the kingdom. I can promise you that. You'll be off the charts in the kingdom. So now I'm gonna share my screen. So now we know that we're not dealing with temples. We don't need to set up anybody. We don't need to, up, we don't need to uphold and uplift any man or woman. We need to call on the name of Yahuwah and let his spirit do its thing. And we keep it simple. Following Yahuwah is not 
difficult. It's not. It's not burdensome. We as human beings figure out ways to make it burdensome because of the traditions of our forefathers. But enough of that. Let's get into it. Let me share my screen. Now we got the room to break this down. Oh, yeah. We got the room to break this down now. Let me make sure I got it set up. There it is. All right. I'm going to break this down. Share my screen. Bam, bam, bam. Let me get in here. This is beautiful. I love, don't y'all love this? Don't y'all love this message? Hold on. Hey, I got to make sure my internet's working right. In the chat, y'all still hear me good? All right, thank you. My wife yelled from the other room. Yeah, we hear you. <laughs> okay, I'm going over to promotethetruth.com. We've already laid this out for you. You don't have to do a whole bunch. You should. There's one page you ought to study on top of studying, on top of studying, which is how to follow Yahuwah. Now, when you get over to promote the truth, family, this is simple. You get over to where it says Yah's covenant. You ho hover over Yah's covenant. Let me blow up my screen. Like my someone asked where I go. Yah's covenant down at the last link, fourth link. How to follow Yahuwah. That's where I'm at. This is foundational dis discipleship. The purpose of this page is to provide guidance on how to follow Yahuwah by focusing on the core salvational points. Now, why do we say that? Why do we say the core foundation salvational points? Let me tell you why. I've been on this journey a long time, family. Over 30 years. I've been doing this over 30 years. I've been seeking and searching for the truth, 30 years. And I've went in, I started out, I was raised traditional Baptist, Southern Baptist. My grandfather's a deacon. My great-grandfather's a deacon. My dad was a deacon for a period. I was raised in that. As I came up in 1992, I was ordained. I quit professional baseball to go preach, to go find the truth. I was on my way to a mega career in baseball. I walked away from it to go find out why I'm here, to do everything I could to go follow my father, the one I thought. Didn't know his name. All I knew was G-O-D-L-O-R-D-J-E-S-U-S, -E like most of y'all. And guess what? I kept running into stumbling block after stumbling block after stumbling block as I was asking these period, I was asking the preachers questions. I was asking scholars questions. Here I am in my young, early 20s, and I'm dialing in asking these questions. And I could not get the answers to these key questions. So I left the Baptist church. I then found the Seventh-day Adventist church. I'm telling you my journey, because I've been digging. How many of y'all been digging to find the truth? I've been digging. And I gave up a multi-million dollar career that I believed I was going to have and many other people. So this is not me just passively going, I'm trying this out. I gave up in my mind and many other people's minds, multi-millions of dollars to find the truth. So I found a Seventh-day Adventist and then they had some more parts, right? 
But as I dug and they took me down to their college there, I think it was in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and they introduced me to all these people. And I asked question after question after question. And all of a sudden, when I got to the core stuff, couldn't get the answers to the truth. So I left there. And then I went out on my own and I spent three years, six to 10 hours a day, three plus years at six to 10 hours a day, studying and digging, working to try to find the truth. And after I snapped out of this, this was years, guys, I got so frustrated in 1994, 95, I said, look, I told G.O.D., to leave me alone. I was so frustrated. I was so distraught with the church and the and Christianity and all these different uh Catholicism and Methodists and name it. All these organized religions, I was fed up with them. Has anybody ever felt the same? Talk to me. Have you ever felt the same? This is not any time to pull the punches, any punches. We got to tell the truth, we got to promote the truth, and we got to keep moving and we got to do it in love. Now I'm teaching from passion today, because I want y'all to understand. I'm teaching from passion because I want y'all to understand that you got to make a move. You got to make a decision. And I'm telling you the price I paid, which is which was not even nothing compared to what he's done. So after years and years of frustration, I finally get to 2004. My, I went back to play baseball. That didn't work. I got injured. Got around 2000. I got into business. Had some great success in business, but I had that empty spot. You see, once you really want to find the truth, you're not going to be able to be right. No matter how far you run. Let me tell you how I felt, fam. I felt like Yuna, Jonah. That's who I felt like. I felt like I was running and running and running. And I kept wanting to really deal with it because I'm like a lot of y'all frustrated frustrated with all this nonsense that man and traditions and governments and religious organizations have set up to fool people. And then I said, I'm just going to dig for myself. I'm going to find out the truth somehow or another. I put my head down and I would wake up in the morning and I would study at least six hours a day. You see, now what does it say over in Yeremi, Yahoo, Jeremiah? He says, when you seek for me with all your what? With all your heart, with all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. See, the key in that is, I found, is all your mind. See, most people, yeah, you got to love inside for the creator with your heart, with your soul, you got to love. But you got to take that strength and will you seek for him with all your mind? Mind means you got a reason. And I went I went after him with all my mind. I'm telling you, I'm true. I went with all my mind and people thought I was crazy. My mama thought I was crazy. Did nobody understand me? And I found in May of 2007, coming off those three years of digging, Hallelujah. Yahuwah showed me his name and then showed me his ways. 
and I called on the name of Yahuwah, and I ain't been the same since. So this foundational discipleship training I'm giving you, I've went through about every way you can imagine to figure out the do's and the don'ts. And guess what? I've We're not going to argue and promote the truth. There's going to be no arguing. There's no arguing. Because all we got to do is focus on these four foundational things, four foundational principles that deal with what? Salvation. So the purpose of this page is to do this. Now, what does he say in Yahuhanan? Sign named John, 2, verse 1 through 6. He says, my little children, I write this to you so that you do not sin. If anyone sins, we have an intercessor with our father, Yahusha, Mashiach, the Messiah, a righteous one. And he himself is an atoning offering for our sins. I love this. I love this. For not for, not for ours only, but also the world. That means all of us got a shot here. Oh, yeah. Y'all made me get some chapstick out on this one. Go watch this. And by this, here we go, family. And by this, we know that we know him. See, you don't have to guess. You don't have to hope. You don't have to wish. He's already left us the word. In the one whom he said he loved, he had an affinity. Yahusha had an affinity for Yahuwah. John, he says, and this is how we know we know him if we guard his commandments. The one who says that I know him and does not guard his commandments is a what? A liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever guards his word commandments, truly the love of Yahuwah has been perfected in him or her. By this we know that we are in him. The one who says that he stays in him ought to also walk himself even as Yahushua walked. We don't have to guess. We don't have to guess. So we were told to walk as Yahushua, the Mashiach, the Messiah walked. We believe that it's important to know how he walked, to recognize the main steps that he took in life when he walked on the earth. So I've studied this beyond a shadow of a doubt, beyond a shadow of a doubt. And we've identified four salvational points in the scriptures, and we explain them to you here. First salvational point, the name. The most important and first thing to do when you find Yahuwah and the truth is to do what? Is to repent and be immersed, baptized into his name. The name of Yahuwah, that name, not two or three or four or five names. You're not immersed into the name of Yahusha. That's not his name anymore, fam. I hear so many people get confused about Yahuwah, Yahusha. Yahusha is simply a descriptive word that he had to use when he was on this earth. Otherwise, they would have killed him on the spot. He would have never saw 30 years of age, 33 years of age when he found He would have never saw it. It was considered blasphemy to say the name of Yahuwah. That should clear up a whole bunch for a lot of folks. It was considered blasphemy. So he had to walk under the cover of a name that described who his father was and who is the most high. So Yahusha means Yahu, Yahuwah, Shah is salvation. Simple. 
So no more confusion about his name, right? It's that simple. So the name Yahuwah, we have all been deceived. We have all been deceived. The scripture says that. But we need to humble ourselves and accept that we relied to and misled. The most important thing that we need to do, that we, 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 that we decide to receive the truth, is to make a change. And, and live our lives based on what? what? Yahuwah's way. It is important to know that when you receive and call on his name, you are also deciding to depart from all other Allahim, sign-named gods. So you're going to walk away from that. Now, let me make a point on that. Yahuwah says, besides me, there is no other. There is no other gods. When, when people talk about gods, they talk about Zeus, and they talk about Apollo, they talk about Mithra. They don't exist. That is a figment of people's imagination. There is no other. So Elohim is only something that's a figment. This means you need to, re to remove certain words from your vocabulary. This is especially true when it comes to names of pagan words and or, or did pagan deities. Shamut, chapter 23, verse 13. That's Exodus, right? And in all that I have said to you, take heed and make no mention of the name of other mighty ones. Let it not be heard from your mouth. Now, what do we do? We got a predicament. Uh-huh. We got a predicament here. Would y'all agree we got a predicament? Because in today's world, we got these, we got this thing called a calendar that has pagan names on every day of the week. Every day. Every day. What we do? And people say, well, I see here in verse, in chapter 23 of Shemud, Exodus, verse 13, I'm not to make any mention. Mitch, listen, I done studied this. Mentioning as in paying homage to. If we've got to utilize it to navigate, we just navigate. There's no power. We're not calling up on that name, right? We're not mentioning them as into they have some kind of power, but we got to be the change to set the stage right. Here are some key scriptures that solidifies the importance of calling on the name of Yahuwah. Mahashim, Acts 2.21, and it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of Yahuwah shall be saved. Ramayim, sign name Romans 10.13, for everyone who calls on the name of Yahuwah shall be saved. Yuhal, Joel 2.32, and it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of Yahuwah shall be delivered. Mahashim, sign name Acts 2.36-41, it breaks it down to call on who? The name of Yahuwah. Mahashim Acts 10.43. To this one, all the prophets bear witness that through his name, everyone believing in him does receive forgiveness of sins. Through what? His name. Mahashim 4.12. And there is no deliverance in anyone else, for there is no other name under the heaven given among men by whom we must be saved. Note that Yahusha literally means Yahuwah saves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what I what I what we got to do, we got to make sure we navigate. If you have Yahuwah as the most high, and you stop paying homage to other things like they have some kind of power. There is no power in the name J-E-S-U-S. There is no power. People say, I've seen miracles. You ain't seen miracles in that name. 
You've seen miracles because you've been sent a deception because you have not received the love of the truth. Second Thessalonians 9 through 12. Chapter 3, 9 through 12. I'm telling y'all. Go over there and read 2 Thessalonians. I think it's chapter 2, 9 through 12. And go look and see why people have these miracles and stuff they think is happening. It's because they've been sent a delusion because they don't love the truth. Now, we're going to call on one name. That's salvational point number one. Disciple number one. How many of y'all, if you watch, if you're in the chat here live, you're watching the recording, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, you're on some social media channel, you if you are loving the name of Yahuwah, you need to put Yahuwah with some exclamation points, all capital letters, as your only mighty one. Put it in the chat. Let the world know. I call on Yahuwah. Okay. Now, what's the second? Way to go, Adam. I love this. Bori, I love this. Yeah, Kevin, I love it. Lena, Tawo, look at this. Melanie. Yes. Y'all ought to see this. Y'all ought to see this if you was on the live, how people are lighting up this chat over here. Elisa, yes. Amber, yes. Sherry, yes. Joe and Ebony, yes. Adam, yeah. I'm telling y'all, if y'all was on this live, this, you got, the, if they do it, you can do it. We all were deceived. Get rid of that. All right. Willie, yes. <laughs> Charles, I love it. Second salvational point, guard his commandments. So if you don't have his name, you can't have salvation life. If you get his name and you're not obedient, you don't have salvation. Who in the world can scripturally prove once saved, always saved. It's a lie. It's impossible. There's no way because there's one scripture after the next says you have to what? Persevere to the end. All who persevere to the end shall be saved. So you call on his name for salvation. You got it. It's in your hands. You got the baton. It's up to you if you're going to throw it away or not. How you hold the baton until the end is you guard his commandments. Yahuwah commanded us to guard his commandments. Not to just kind of keep them. We got to guard them. Yvonne, that's right, sis. Listen, it's important to understand how do we do that. We're going to provide some extra focus on those commandments that may need extra explanation. So if you want to, and I got it on the site, you says click here for the full 10 commandments. But here's the critical first commandment. He says, I am Yahuwah, your Alua. So now how can you have, understand the commandments and guard them if you don't know his name? It's impossible. So anybody that thinks they have salvation and they don't have the name of Yahuwah, they just fooled themselves. They're living under a deception. Whether intentional or unintentional, they do not have salvation, period. Because he says, I am Yahuwah, your Alua, who brought you out of the land of Mitzri, misery. That's where we get the word misery from, which is they call Egypt today. Out of the house of bondage, you are to have no other mighty ones against my face. 
What does that mean? Yahuwah, our creator, is, a, is jealous when it comes to the attention of any other mighty one, our figment, our imagination, other than himself. Well, jealous is in bad? No, because we know jealousy is not a typical good thing. Jealous is in what? He's saying, I'm not going to tolerate you putting something before me. It ain't going to happen, and I'm going to be strong about it. He's telling us. He's very clear that we do not need to have any other mighty ones. So once we accept him you, you, and you accept him, you should not mention or pray to any other deity. Here are some examples of the right words to use. We're teaching you discipleship. Instead of saying G-O-D, God, use the only true name, Yahuwah, or use creator or father when talking in general. So how do I navigate in this world? When I'm out in this world, and I know most people don't know his name, I'm going to say Yahuwah, but most people ain't going to get that. So I will say the creator. You will never hear me in general conversation relating the creator as G-O-D, ever. So you got to remove that from your lips as, as, if to, as if to put that somehow attached to the most high. I won't say it. Don't say G-O-D in relation to the creator. Say it to tear it down. So if I'm going to say G-O-D, I'm going to say that G-O-D, tear it down. How do I know that's good? Because Yahusha, Joshua, what did he say? Choose this day whom you're going to serve. Whether it be Baal, that's another mighty one. So when people come up and say, we're not even supposed to say Lord or God. I said, well, Joshua, Yahusha. He told him to choose, and he said that name, but he didn't say it to pay homage. He said it to tear it down. So we're going to say it to tear it down. Y'all like that? Does that help break you through? Yes. Okay. Instead of saying J-E-S-U-S, -S, use the only true name of the Savior, which is Yahusha, or Savior, or Messiah, when talking in general. This is simple. Never, ever, ever give any homage for the rest of your life to the name J-E-S-U-S, -S, as if it's got some power, even in your own mind. That's what I found is the biggest one. I found the biggest one is that people say, well, you know, back in back in uh, 2002 or back in 1957, I called on him and I know it did something for me. No, it didn't do anything for you other than fool you. You see, what that's called is pride. You need to humble yourself and repent for, be, for getting yourself fooled intentional or unintentional. Yahuwah says, I hate the proud, but I give grace to the humble. That's why I make no excuse for when I used to call on JC. None. I was wrong, but naked wrong. Hallelujah. I was butt naked wrong. I'm proud to say I repent. I'm proud to tell y'all that I repented. You need to be proud of that instead of trying to set up for yourself an idol of yourself. Most people put themselves as an idol, thinking they did something special, or some commitment calling on a pagan name. No excuses. Brother Towel's got that there. I love that. Okay. Instead of angels, say messengers. Now, you might have to communicate to people, say messengers. You know, you, 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 might, you might know them as angels, but the real name is messengers. You see? Getting that right language on your mouth. 
to see a true to see true pagan meanings of words G-O-D and J-E-S-U-S, click here. We break down the origins of G-O-D and the origins of J-E-S-U-S and flat out they're pagan. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. They are sent to be a delusion to deceive you. That's it. Stop giving them any homage. Remember the verse in Shamut, right? Make no mention of their names as in paying homage, as if they got some kind of power. Enough of that. Second commandment. Now, let me ask y'all a question before I move to the second commandment. Can y'all do the first commandment? Put in the chat, whether, live, whether you're live or watching the recording, just put something in the comments or the chat. Can you do the first commandment? Just say, yes, I can do the first. Is that hard? Are you struggling saying, man, I got, I have to go follow some other G-O-Ds. I got to, I can't shake this J-E-S-U-S thing. Is this hard? Is that burdensome? No, it's not. It's not. You see how I said it's simple? All right. That's simple number one when it comes to commandments. That's not a problem unless you got a problem. See, look at that. Yes, I can. Look, everybody here is Charles and Adam and Melanie. Yes, I can. Second commandment. Tell me if y'all can do the second commandment. How to follow Yahuwah. I'm teaching different than most people teach. I teach from common sense and passion. Great combination. Second commandment. You do not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness. Nothing even looks like it. Of that which is in the heavens above or which is on the earth beneath or which is in the waters under the earth. <clears throat> you do not bow down to them nor serve them. Mm. For I, Yahuwah, your Alua, am a jealous owl, means a jealous mighty one. And he says, I'm going to visit the crookedness of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. And look what he says here, fam, of those who hate me, but showing kindness to thousands, to those who love me and guard my commandments. This last part of this sentence that Yahuwah did in his commandment is off the hook. Because he says, if you set up any type of image in any shape, form, or fashion, he says that you hate him. Are we really getting that point? Yahuwah says that we hate him when we do that. So if you got crosses around your neck in your house, Huh? Or you pay, or you look at that cross like it's got any type of power, you are hating on him. And he says he's going to visit the crookedness of your hate to three and four generations. That's what's been going on. If we, The reason we find ourselves in such a predicament is because grandmama, granddaddy, great-grandmama, granddaddy, great-great-great-great-great, They've been walking in foolishness for years, and that's almost every person on earth, and y'all know it. And so the, the, the perpetual curse keeps getting visited on all these generations until here we come. Oh, yeah. There's a few people that I don't know what it is. They get that message, and they get that word of Yahuwah, and they are the curse breakers. That's me. 
That ought to be you. Is that you? Are you the one who's breaking the curse? You see, no fish. Y'all know that little symbol people got on their car? That's ichthus. That's a fish, G-O-D. None of that. No, nothing. I'm talking about nothing. Let me tell you something that's a big one. No church buildings. People act like there's some power in a church building with a steeple sitting on top of it, which is Nimrod's private part. No. Don't step your foot in a church. You have stepped in an idolistic place. I'm telling y'all the truth. I'm here to help bring salvation to you. I'm here to help save your soul. Because Yahuwah says, you step in that church, you hate me. You hate me. You pay homage to any type of symbols whatsoever. You hate me. Because Masha, when you were on that mountain with me, you saw no form, nothing. Therefore, I don't want no forms around at all. When people put them pictures up of what? J-E-S-U-S. -S. That is a what? That's an idol. Acting like it's got some power. That's an idol. <laughs> of some, I heard it's of some Italian guy. It's crazy. This is ridiculous. So stop it. But watch what he says. But showing kindness to thousands. That's us. To those. Now, how, do, how does he show us kindness? To those who love me. How do we, how do we love him? We do what? We guard his commandments. Now, how many of y'all can do commandment number two. Let's, let's look at it. Because this says by reading, look at it, by reading the commandments, we can tell by the length of them, by the length, which ones Yahuwah is very serious about. The second and the fourth commandments are very extensive. That's why we need to make sure we clean our homes, cars, offices, language of any type of idols like statues, crosses, pictures, stickers of cruxes, virgins, angels, saints, fish, or any representative of any pagan deity because Yahuwah has told us not to do it. He considers this an act of hate against him and will have the children uh, to, uh, will have the children of the third and fourth generations pay for it. Yahuwah, sign name John 521 says, little children, keep yourself from idols. See also uh, Debarim, which is Deuteronomy 5, 8, 1 Quarantine, Corinthians 10, 7, and 14. Stay away from idols. How many of y'all, come on, if you're in the chat, how many of y'all can keep his commandments? Number two, I should say. How many of y'all can keep the second commandment and it's not hard for you? Mike says yes. Amber, is this hard? Is that difficult? Say I can keep, no, I can keep the second commandment. Put that in the chat or in the comments if you're watching the recording. I can keep this. I can keep the second commandment. I don't have to have crosses and fishes and buildings and stakes. I don't have to have all this. Look at that. Everybody, Maury, Towel, Charles, Yvonne, Towel, Melanie. Listen, we can do this. Is it burdensome? No. So now as we bring in, put some common sense on this, we go, this ain't hard. Well, let's look at the third commandment. Is this so hard? This is very difficult if you don't know his name, <laughs> right? Third commandment, you do not bring the name of Yahuwah, your Alua, to not. For Yahuwah does not leave the one unpunished who brings his name to not. 
You, means you don't bring his name to nothing. Means you can't use his name and take it in vain. How many of y'all heard that before? Don't use the L-O-R-D's name in vain. Okay, that should pose a few questions. As soon as you hear, don't use the L-O-R-D's name in vain, the first thing you should ask, well, what's the L-O-R-D's name? That's just common sense. I should ask, okay, if I'm not to use the L-O-R-D's name in vain, would you please tell me what is his name? Use that on some people. That will tear people up. They'll be like, you know what? They'll start scratching their head. Never thought of that before. What is his name? <laughs> what is his name? This is amazing. His name is Yahuwah. You see? And L-O-R-D at best means master. At worst means Baal. I believe it means Baal. Another mighty one that they would set up statues of that had no power. That's what I believe. And it seems to be strong proof on that. So how many of y'all can call on the name of Yahuwah, hold that name as the most esteemed name, and give no other homage to anybody else. How many of y'all can do that? Put I can hold Yahuwah's name as the most high in the chat. If you're live, if you're watching this recorded in the comments, say, I can hold Yahuwah's name as the most high. I will not bring his name to nothing. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to cover up his name. I'm not going to say G-O-D. I'm not saying L-O-R-D. I'm done with that. Yeah, look at all the people over and say, yes, I can do that. All right. Woo! Lisa, Joe, Ebony, Charles, Howell, Kevin. Look at this. Y'all should be on this live. Y'all don't miss lives. Here we go. If you can help it. Now we're going to get down to the nitty gritty. Fourth commandment. Oh, by the way, by the way, before I get to the fourth commandment, let's go through this real quick. Listen to this. Forgetting Yahuwah's name altogether and replacing his name with other pagan names has got to be, <laughs> has, has considered as bringing his name to nothing. Wouldn't you agree? If you say yes, then you're exactly right. That's what the traditions and pagan cultures from past generations has done by hiding his name and tricking us into using pagan names and words which is exactly what Satan wants us to do. Yahuwah wants his children to know his name because there is power in his name. He, has, he is very clear about this and he will punish those who bring his name to not to nothing. So our mission and now yours is to spread his name. See Chizaoyu or Hazun. I'm gonna update that. Make a note on that, Lena. Hazun is the real name, Hazun. And we get, we're getting all this dialed in with these names, guys. We're almost close to having it dialed completely in. Sign name Revelation 12.9. And that great dragon was thrown out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who what? Leads the, all the world astray, the entire world. That includes you. That includes me. If, if they put in the scriptures all, that means nobody's left out has been led astray. He was thrown to the earth and his messages were thrown out with him. We can no longer allow ourselves to be deceived when we know the truth. Be proud of his name and spread it. Spread that name. Woo! Michael, what's going on, Michael? Charles, look, we got some people that's on fire here. Is this helping anybody? Is this training on how to follow Yahuwah? 
me breaking this down, I'm taking some time too. So if you're in a rush and there's something more important for you to do, go ahead and do it. I spent six to 10 hours a day, three years. So if we got to spend an hour or two together right here to nail this down, I would stick. And I, this would prove that you're going for him with all your heart and soul. So this time here, I'm not rushing at all. Because the people that love and want the truth, they're going to say, all right, I'm going to be a disciple. I'm going to listen. I'm going to learn. I'm going to test this. Test this. Fourth commandment. Tell me, can you do it? Because he says this one's a sign. Remember the Shabbat, the Sabbath day, to set it apart. Six days you shall labor and shall do all your work, but the seventh day is the Shabbat, the Sabbath of Yahuwah, your Elua. You do not do any work. None. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant. Anybody working for you can't work for you. Nor your female servant. No males or females can work for you. Nor your cattle. Uh-uh. You can't have your animals working for you nor any stranger who is within your gates. So if anybody comes to visit you, you got to set the ground rules. Say, listen, uh, during your visit, uh, during these days, if those days move into the Sabbath, tell them before they come. Don't try to trick them. Tell them before they come. You're more than welcome to stay here. But on the Shabbat, this whole house doesn't do any work and we don't leave our gates. We stay within our little community here. We can do a Sabbath day walk, and that's it. And we're not working at all. We're not doing any work. That's everybody that comes to me and Lena's house. Ask everybody. Mama, daddy, uncle, sisters, brothers, friends cannot come to our house. If, if it's the Sabbath, and if they want to disobey it, they, are, they can't come. I don't care if it's dad or mom. They cannot come. Commandment. So y'all got that choice to make. Because some of y'all got people in your house and not guarding the Sabbath and you sitting there tolerating. Well, let's keep going. <laughs> Nobody. For in six days, Yahuwah made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. And he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, Yahuwah blessed the Sabbath day and he set it apart. Something very significant about that. He says, I set this one apart. As we said, the second and fourth commandments are longer and more detailed. And this one, the fourth commandment, is also a sign between our father, Yahuwah, and his people. In Shamut, Exodus 31, 13, Yahuwah says to Masha, Sane Moses, and you shall speak to the children of Yisrael, saying, my Sabbaths, my Shabbats, you are to guard by all means. <laughs> Yahuwah had to put in there by all means. How serious is he, family? For it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations to know that I, Yahuwah, am setting you apart. This was a stamp on us. Today is the Shabbat. And, and we follow the real calendar. If you don't know how to follow the real calendar, click on our site because we've dialed in what we believe to be the most accurate calendar on earth. Years have been into this. I got people sending messages, this and that. The only calendar we've been able to find that unites the entire world on one accord is the calendar we got on our site. Hallelujah. 
I, I mean, people send messages in, and why don't you do this and why don't you do that? I said, because it does not put the whole world on one accord. Does your calendar? No, it does not. Most cal I haven't seen one yet. Somebody send me one that puts the entire world. You can't have people worshiping Passover, Passah on different days and say that that is an accurate calendar. Can't happen. Yahuwah convicted us on this clearly. We're going to promote the truth. There you go. The Yahuwah have it. Now, in Yahazikal, Ezekiel 2012, Yahuwah says, and I also gave them my Sabbath to be a sign between me, to be a sign between them and me, to know that I am Yahuwah sets you sets them apart. He says, I'm going to set you apart. Don't y'all want to be set apart with Yahuwah? I do. Wouldn't you like when he comes back, you go, okay, you guys, y'all get to come over here with me. That means set apart. Uh, all the rest of y'all that didn't want to do what I said and, and, and follow, y'all get to go over here. I don't want to be on the over here part. I want to be with him part. How many of y'all want to be with Yahuwah part? Well, he says the sign is the Shabbat. Very important. Here on our website, we explain how to follow the real Shabbat and explain the real calendar of Yahuwah. Click here to read about Yahuwah's calendar. Just go to promotethetruth.com. You'll see it. Once you decide to follow Yahuwah's Shabbat, <laughs> his Sabbath, here is a good guide on things you need to know before observing Shabbat and how to keep Shabbat from here on out. So I'm training y'all today. Y'all can choose to follow, not to follow. I'm not arguing. I understand everybody's got their own beliefs. So I love everybody and I appreciate you. This is what, this is years of study. And this is what we do. This day, so this is the preparation day I'm going to talk about. That's the day before the Shabbat. This, the day before the Shabbat, the Sabbath is called preparation day. On this day, you prepare yourself and your family to properly observe the Shabbat. Remember, on Shabbat, we are to do no work. So preparation day gives us an opportunity to do what? Prepare food for that day and for the following day and to do important payments, to do important work, to do important errands, etc. Get yourself in order. If you have family or friends visiting you, make sure you explain to them about the fact that you observe the Shabbat as Yahuwah has commanded us to do. Part of the fourth commandment states there is no work for your stranger who's within your gates. It is also best not to leave your home so you don't end up having to work or causing others to work. Example, your car breaks down, etc. So some to-dos on Shabbats, suggestions, up to you. Stay home, rest and sleep. Warm your warm food that's already prepared. People say, can I get some heat turned on? Yes, you can. But it's got to already be prepared just to warm it up. Read scripture, study Yahuwah's word, read Promote the Truth website, watch, a, watch videos about Yahuwah, spread his name, learn the commandments, evaluate if you and your family are guarding them, teach your kids and others about Yahuwah's way, watch a movie. Play board games, play music. Just don't work. Not to do on Shabbats. No leaving homes outside of your gates. No cooking from raw. No work, no business, personal type of transactions. Do not sell, do not buy, or do any payments. No cleaning, no exercising, no school, no travel, no servant works, no maids working for you, no groundskeepers or et cetera working for you. No employees working. 
right? I think we're keeping this clear. I love that we're doing this. This is amazing. I'm so glad we wrote this. There will be times when an emergency comes up and our creator knows about those times. Example, ox in the ditch. See Luca, sign named Luke 14, one through six. That explains it. You're going to have some emergencies happen time to time. Now, there's such thing as making an emergency and having an emergency. So if you make an emergency to try to break this, you can't escape the air. The air is where Yahuwah is at. Yahuwah created the air to guard and watch our thoughts. So we can't get away from the air. It permeates our entire being. So don't try to trick Yahuwah because he's going he's gonna, to, you'll see it. He'll discipline you. Once you call on his name, he loves you. And if you get out of line, he's going to discipline you. I know very well. You do not want to go through the discipline that I've been through. I have had my butt whew, spanked so hard because he loves me so much. And I've submitted to his discipline. And I'm just going to bring it straight forward. He's dead serious about the Shabbat. I broke that Shabbat, man, for a little while, and he tore my butt up. I'm not touching that. So I suggest y'all don't touch that. All right. Click here to see the full list of commandments. So I went through the first four. You notice that? Why did I break down the first four on the core? Because the last six are just common sense. Honor your mother and your father, right? Do not murder anybody. If you got to do self-defense, that's not murder. If somebody breaks in your home trying to kill you, guess what? Defend yourself. That's not murder. All right? So honor mom and dad. Now, what do we do with mom and dad? They don't like Yahuwah. What do we do? We just be respectful. I love you. I'm going my way. And I'm going to remember what Yahushua said. Yahushua said that no one comes after him is not going to have a division in their house. That's it. I love it. I love it. Somebody just sent me a question. I have a question. To, uh, if no work has to be formed on Shabbat day, what would we do if everyone is not working on that day and we have a medical emergency and we need an ambulance? All right. That's right. You got it. You got it. That's an emergency. That's the ox in the ditch. No problem. Get to the hospital. That's how you handle that, guy. Simple. See? We keep it simple. Use common sense. You know if you got to get to the hospital, that's an emergency. Go. You don't feel guilty about that. But if your habit is, I'm going to figure out every way in the world to break it, then you got to deal with Yahuwah. So let me get down to these last six because it's common sense. Yahushua says, listen, love Yahuwah with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as, as yourself. For on these two commandments hang all the commandments. What he was saying is the uh, other commandments are not gone. He's telling you, pay attention. He's telling you that love Yahuwah with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The first four proves that. So the first four is what proves it. If you follow the first four, then you will have proved that you love Yahuwah with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. If you follow the next six, you will prove that you love your neighbor as yourself. Y'all got that? You will prove that you love your neighbor as you love yourself. Number five, mom and dad. Show them respect. Do not be arguing with them. Don't be yelling at them. Don't treat them bad. Just yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. When it comes to the basics, if they say, well, you got to believe the way I believe, I respectfully disagree. 
Uh, I'm here to tell you the truth. This is what you should do, mom, dad. And I, hey, I appreciate you. But I got to go do what's convicted me. I can't follow what you're following. Simple. All right. Six, don't murder nobody. Seven, don't commit adultery. What's adultery? Y'all going to have to get this lined up. And I probably got to do a whole training on this one. Because adultery has to do with marrying somebody that don't call on the name of Yahuwah. Now, what happens if you got married, well, you are already married when you call on the name of Yahuwah and your spouse don't call on the name of Yahuwah? Yahuwah says, if you call on him and you are obedient, he going to save you and your house. Stay focused on being obedient. This is going to be a challenge to some of you ladies who are wanting to be submissive unto your husband and some husbands that don't follow Yahuwah. Now you are going to have to make sure that you now understand that Yahuwah is the supreme husband and you must follow him first, which could cause a division in your relationship. And guess what? I'm going to tell you a little secret that's not really a secret. If that person decides to leave, and you and says, I'm going to divorce over this, you're entitled to a certificate of divorce. No problem. A lot of people, they don't understand that. This is about people that follow and call on the name of Yahuwah. That's all that divorce is about. It's not dealing with the rest of the world. This is dealing with those who call on the name of Yahuwah. Guard his commandments, period. That's simple. Hopefully that helps somebody. Woo! Some good training going on here. Number eight, don't steal people's stuff. That means don't steal their ideas as well. So don't steal their tangible things. Don't steal their ideas. That'll show your neighbor you love them. Number nine, do not bear false witness. Mean don't gossip on somebody about stuff you know that's not true. Don't lie on somebody that you know it's not true. Don't do it. Is any of y'all got a problem with any of these so far? And don't covet. Like, don't be wanting, like, if you see your neighbor got a nice house, you ain't got there yet, and you go, man, I, what the hell they think they are? That's coveting. If you want what somebody else has, work as hard as they work to get it, and be proud and thankful that somebody was able to achieve things and have a grateful heart to, to Yahuwah, that he'll give you the strength if you desire that, if you desire. Now, those last six, do any of y'all got any problem? With those last six, is that so hard for y'all? Are you like struggling not to murder people? Are you struggling not to steal from people? Are you struggling not to commit adultery? Are you struggling not to bear false witness? Are you struggling with all that? Because if you are, then you deserve what's coming. Yahuwah is going to separate himself from you. So most people don't have no problem with that in general. So that's not a burden to follow. Would you agree? That's not a burden. It's not hard for me not to do those things. <laughs> They're not burdensome. So what we found as we went through the second core foundational principle, here's what we found. We found that the real issue is the first four commandments. That's the real issue. It's about Yahuwah's name. And it's about guarding the Sabbath. That's the issue. That's why people say that's legalism. Because they Satan has sent them a delusion so that they will believe a lie and get you all feeling guilty about you being legalistic when you're going, the commandments are not burdensome. What's so legalistic about this? 
Do you got? And I ask people all the time if they ever say legalism to me, I go, "Well, do you have a problem like with murdering people or stealing? Do you have a challenge with that?" And they go, well, "No, no. Why you say that?" I say because I think it's a great thing to be commanded not to kill people, not to murder people, and not to steal. I think it's a great thing. <laughs> and they go, "Yeah." And I said, the issue is his name. And I get into it with them. And then we have a great time about it. And some people get it. Some people don't. Some people are happy. Some people are bitter. I keep it moving. It's not my job to, to uh, convert somebody. It's my job to spread the good news with the solution and keep moving. And those who hear his voice will run after him. That's why I'm not arguing with anybody. Y'all can forget it. Y'all send stuff in with me trying to argue with me or anybody promote the truth. Nobody on the team is going to argue with anybody. We're going to speak what we see the truth. People come in, they have suggestions, they got questions, they challenge, oh, what about this and that? We give a response. We go, well, we feel this way. And sometimes we go, you know what? That makes sense. Let's see here. We Maybe we need to adjust this a little bit. We do it all in love. If somebody wants to argue, delete, keep moving. All right? We got the second who can do the second core foundational point? Who can do this? Keep the commandments. I can. I do. Do you? Can you? Yes. Put that in the chat. Say, I can keep the commandments. I can guard the commandments. Put it in the chat. If you're on live, put it in the chat. If you are on the, the replay, Put it in the comments. Say, I can keep the commandments. Let the world see that you are willing to participate to be a disciple of Yahuwah. That's how I see this. I love it. People put up, yeah, we can. Joe and Anthony, Adam, Kevin, Yvonne, I love Melanie. I love this. Maury. See, you can keep the commandments. There's a whole bunch of people coming in here. Let me get a Tywo, Willie. Let me keep moving. Third salvational point. So if you don't have his name, that's a salvational issue. You are separated from him. If you don't guard his commandments, he said the truth is in you and you are a liar. So that's a salvational point. Third one is keeping the feast days. You want to know why it's a salvational point? Because he said that these are laws forever. A lot of people miss this. A lot of people miss this, right? They miss it. Now, keep the feast days. Saints tricked the world so much on this one, but we're bringing the truth. Yahuwah commanded us to celebrate his seven annual feasts, his set-apart days. People call them holy days. And then funny? They created holidays, which is really to, place, to replace the, quote, holy days. That's where it's coming from. That's what Christmas and Easter and, and Valentine's and, and, and Thanksgiving and all that's designed to take away from these feasts. Make no mistake about it. You participate in them holidays, you got a salvational issue. You are separated from Yahuwah. Fact. You don't have to guess. You don't have to wonder. It's in the scriptures. So Yahuwah commanded us, instead of doing the world's holidays, he said, keep his annual feasts, his set-apart days. These seven annual feasts, along with the new monthly new moons, so the monthly new moons are considered types of Shabbats. Yahuwah states these feasts are established forever. See Uruqua, sign name Leviticus chapter 23, Yishiyahu, 
Sign name Isaiah 66, 23. They're forever. Can't get away from them. If we all understood what, if we all, I should say, if we all understand that the word forever means, if we all understand what the word forever means, then we know that we need to keep the feast celebrations, even in current times, in order to obey Yahuwah. See what we got to do, because forever still in this day. Some of the questions about the annual feast occur when it comes to sacrificial portions of the instructions found in Eureka, sign name Leviticus 23. The sacrificial portions of these instructions were fulfilled by Yahusha HaMashiach, the Messiah. He handled that. That's why he said, this is, it is finished. So the sacrifice, that's why you got to have wisdom to be able to read Yahuwah's word and go, yep, I got it. Yahusha HaMashiach took away the sacrifices that we were supposed to do on the feast days. However, the celebration, the recognition, the observance, and obedience to these feast days are still alive and will remain forever. And then we got click here to see a full, see an see a annual, to see all of the annual feast explanations. We can take you right over and show it. So what do we do on each feast? These are some suggestions. What's the first one? The Passover. The Passover. It's like a weekly Shabbat, but you can cook. Isn't that amazing? Pay attention. So prepare a special dinner with your family and get together with other followers of Yahuwah. Eat unleavened bread. Idea, there's these things called Yehuda Matzos, great crackers that can be found on Amazon. Grape wine or juice. People say like wine, wine. Yes, you can have some wine, wine. We're not talking about if you want to do it unfermented, do it. If you want to do it fermented, do it. Scriptural. Simple. All right. For the dinner, preferably prepare some good lamb if you eat meat. Celebrate Yahusha HaMashiach's, Hamashiach's sacrifice. That's the first one. Feast of Unleavened Bread, Matzah. This feast also, this feast starts on a Shabbat and ends in the next seven days. We just finished it yesterday at the time it's recorded. The first day and the last day are no work days except seventh day Shabbat. But the middle days are work days. I need to clean that up because the seventh day is not a seventh day Shabbat. Have me clean that up, Lena. We got to clean that one up because the seventh day is not. So pardon us on that. So the first day is on the Shabbat and the seventh day, but, but, but the seventh day isn't. All right. And I'll explain that in a little bit because it actually is, you got the Shabbat and then you go to the eighth day and then you got the next Shabbat. All right, here we go. But the middle days are work days, seven days of unleavened bread, no eating anything with yeast. So stop, you got to cut your yeast out. It's pretty cool for the diet too, to just cut the bread out for a week. It's really it's really like invigorating for your body. I think Yahuwah knew that. Maybe some gatherings with other followers of Yahuwah and celebrate that our sins, yeast, were washed away. Yeah, I like that. Powell said, you can get you some wine. Just don't get towed down. Don't get drunk. Because the scriptures tells you about that. Don't get drunk. But if you want to drink you some wine, drink you some. The feast of first fruits. Remembering that Yahuwah, Yahusha HaMashiach became the first 
to resurrect from the dead and that we have the hope of resurrecting with him when he returns. This is an allowable work day, but you should celebrate the coming transformation for some of us here when he returns and the, and the coming resurrection of others who passed away in Yahuwah as they'll be resurrected. All right. And then I'm going to make sure the Feast of Weeks, we put Shabbat in there, Lena. So we're going to put Shabbat, the Feast of Weeks. People call it Pentecost. It's like a weekly Shabbat, but you can cook. Prepare a special dinner with your family and get together with other followers of Yahuwah. Celebrate that Yahuwah poured out his set-apart spirit on us. Yahuwah Ruah, the spirit. Love it. So y'all, this ain't difficult, family. This is like great. The Feast of Trumpets, Yom Teruah. Remember Yahushua HaMashiach's promise that he will return for us with the shout of the shupar, the trumpet, to be with him and the Father Yahuwah. There are 10 days in between the Feast of Trumpets to the Day of Atonement. This gives us an opportunity to examine ourselves based on Yahuwah's commandments. We can focus on one commandment each day for 10 days to measure and examine ourselves. You can start from day 10, the 10th commandment, on the day of Yom Teruah, Feast of Trumpets, and work your way down to the first commandment, one commandment each day. This is awesome to do. With the, this progression, you will end up with the first commandment on the day of atonement, where you are reminded that Yahuwah is your one and only allure. Also, Yom Teruah, Feast of Trumpets, is set up as a set-apart convocation, a gathering for us, for followers who worship Yahuwah to come together, celebrate Yahushua HaMashiach is going to return. Isn't this awesome? Like, when I sat back and thought about it, I'm like, how did I miss all this great stuff all these years? This is some great disciplines, you know, not only for me, but I'm watching my young son. He loves the festivals. So from the time he's born, he's been getting raised up in this way and he loves it. He's eight years old now and loves it. We make it fun. All right. The Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. This is a beautiful feast that gives us an opportunity to clean ourselves from sin and repent from anything wrong we have done in the past year after we've analyzed ourselves the past 10 days from the Feast of Trumpets to the Day of Atonement. Yom Kippur is, is to ask and receive forgiveness from Yahuwah for any shortcomings of sin that we've had in the past. And so some people say, well, I called on the name of Yahuwah and I'm supposed to go and sin no more. Well, guess what happens? Sometimes you got a little slip here or there. You know, and 99% of the time, y'all know these slips are not intentional. It's a matter of discipline. That's why I love disciples. Why when you stay in it, you stop doing it more and more. So don't get all caught up. That's legalistic. Getting all like stringent. Oh, shoot, I mean, no. Stay cool with Yahuwah. Yahuwah is our father. I'm telling you, I talk to Yahuwah. He does things for me all the time. I can almost get tore up and cry, man, because he with me. I know it. Y'all got to hold for a second. Hold for a second. I get, I feel Yahuwah. I feel him. Hold on. He be with me, y'all. I be talking to him, and I ask him for stuff. 
and he gives it to me. Bear with me. Hallelujah. I get emotional because I know a lot of people don't feel that true love of a father. And I do simple things sometimes. Sometimes I lose my keys. Sometimes I put my phone, I don't know where the heck I did it. Y'all ever done that? And I say, Yahuwah, you know exactly where that's at. Can you show me, please? Every time he shows me, it's the little things. Then I got big stuff I need sometimes. I needed a miracle a few days ago. I needed a miracle. I said, Daddy, I know you hear me, Yahuwah. And I started out by saying, I thank you, Father, that you hear me. I follow the way Yahusha walked. Yahusha, the way he walked, was he always, I thank you, Father, that you hear me. So I said, okay, I'm going to thank Yahuwah before I ask him for anything. I thank you, Yahuwah, because I know you hear me. I thank you for hearing me. Man, I needed a miracle, y'all, so much the other day. Y'all would not believe it. I made a mistake on something I forgot. I forgot, and it was going to cost me a substantial amount of money, like ridiculous, probably in the tens of thousands, if not more. And I had made a mistake on it, and I was dead wrong. I was, I was dead. I just forgot. I had a whole bunch going on, and I forgot. And I asked Yahuwah, I said, I thank you, Father, that you hear me. I need a miracle. Y'all know what? He gave me a miracle. The people that I was dealing with, they said they never seen it done before. Ever. Yahuwah came and rescued me. So I know he hears me. You know why he hears me? Because I guard his commandments. I do these four, I do, I live the, what I'm talking to y'all about, I live this. Now, I'm not perfect, but I'm striving for perfection as we're, as we're called to do. Yahushua says, be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. So anytime I make a mistake, that means I say I'm wrong. I don't say I'm human. You need to stop saying, well, I'm human. We're all human. That's unacceptable to Yahuwah. Yahuwah calls us to be perfect as he is perfect. And so we strive for that. But when we make mistakes, we ask him to forgive us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Sister Tracy. We're praying for you, sis. Hallelujah. People coming in, they feel this. Y'all feel this? This ain't no fake, nowhere near around what we do. We real human beings, we call on Yahuwah, and we figured out a way to walk, and we're not arguing with nobody about it. We're just going to share it, and we're going to keep moving. All right. So now, we look back on them days on the Day of Atonement, and we get it cleaned up. You, you look back that past year, and you go, I could have did that better. I could have did this better. I made a mistake here. And you got 24 hours on that one. There's two times he wants 24 hours. He wants on the Passah, Passah, Passover. He says, evening to evening. And then he wants it again on Day of Atonement. Evening to evening. 
from the start on the ninth in the evening all the way to the tenth in the evening. I mean, we turn off everything, television, no phones, nothing, 24 hours, and we sit there and we get honed in on the atonement that he made for us. The atonement that he made for us. Now, is 24 hours out of an entire year. Is that a big deal? Is that hard for you to go, okay, I, is that a good thing or a bad thing to take 24 hours, examine yourself, get yourself centered, let Yahuwah know you appreciate him. Yahuwah HaMashiach, the Messiah, thank you for atoning for me, covering me, so that I can even talk to you. Is, is that is that too is that is that a hard thing or is that a great thing? That's a great thing. This is called discipleship. That's why I'm teaching y'all to think right. Okay. So he gave us his son as atonement for our sins. This is the greatest sacrifice of all time. So celebrate Yahuwah's gift of atonement. And then we tell you it's probably best during the time, the day of atonement, Yum Kapar, Yum Kapar. Yum means day, okay? Kapar to atone. It is probably best to detach yourself from television, social media, et cetera, for 24 hours. Yahuwah tells us to afflict our beings during this time. Many have mistakenly taken this for fasting during this time. That's a mistake. He didn't tell us to fast. Y'all look at the words, the Hebrew words. However, this word in scripture, afflict, comes from the Hebrew word anah. See Strong's 86031. The Hebrew word for anah comes up 84 times in scriptures. And every time in scripture it comes up, it means to humble your soul, not fast. So take a deep and soulful reflection of your soul during the 24-hour observance of the Day of Atonement. Simple. See Uriqua, Leviticus. 16, 30, 31. For that day, he makes atonement for you to cleanse you, to be clean from all your sins before Yahuwah. It is a Shabbat, Sabbath of rest for you, and you shall afflict your beings. A law forever. See that law forever? That's why this is a salvational issue. Because you can't break the law. That's sin. Sin is the breaking of the law, of his commandments. He's commanded us to do this forever. Now, what's the seventh one? Here we go, fam. This is where some of y'all are going to probably get together with us this upcoming year. We are, There's several of us. We all go out. We find a campground. We get, we get tents. We get RVs. We get out of our house. We've been doing this for several years, and the kids love it. Remember, the Feast of Tabernacles, Yom Sakut, Yom Sakut. Remembering that Yahuwah lived in tabernacles, tents, with the people of Yashrael for 40 years. That's the purpose. It's to remember that he lived in the tents with them for 40 years, y'all, four decades. This is a seven-day-long feast where we, all, where we get out of our homes for seven days and we stay in portable homes. That's tabernacles, tents, RVs, etc., so that we can have a feeling of what the people of Yashriel felt while Yahuwah lived among them for 40 years. This feast starts on a weekly Shabbat and goes for seven days. Make sure you are at your camping place or the like 
the day before Shabbat if you're going to a place. The first day is a Shabbat, seventh day Shabbat, no work day. But the rest of the celebration days, you can work. Now, on the eighth day is the final Shabbat, seventh day Sabbath. That closes out the Feast of Yom Sakut. <clears throat> I, got a, I got a word there, Lena. We got to fix that spelling. It's supposed to say, use this week to have fun. So we got to fix that little spelling there. Thank y'all for understanding because we do a lot of work on the site. Use this week to have fun. It is a gathering with other followers of Yahuwah <clears throat> where you can do excursions like hiking, fishing, swimming, play with the kids, play instruments at night, have a campfire, marshmallows. We do all that stuff and do sing-alongs. And don't forget the marshmallows. And speaking of kids, this is a perfect week to engage kids in the feast of Yahuwah to help them set themselves apart from pagan holidays. That's why our son don't give a dang about Christmas. Or he don't care about none of that. You want to know why? Because you can give gifts between each other and make a special dinner every day. <clears throat> and you can have a party every day for seven days. We have a blast. We play music. We dancing. We cutting up. We singing. Having some drinks. We chilling with Yahuwah. He's tabernacling with us. Many of us give our children a gift each day of the, of the feast. We give our son a little gift. We give him a little toy every day. When he wakes up, we got the toy waiting there for him every day. He can't wait to wake. He gets up. He's like, he's all excited. He don't care about no Christmas. Christmas one day. Feast of Tabernacles, he know he got eight gifts coming. He knows it. All right, that's an idea for y'all. Which kid would not love that? <laughs> they will be waiting every year for this feast. My son, matter of fact, my son came to me yesterday. When, when, when's the, uh, the, the, the Sukkot Tabernacles where we go out in the tents? He asked me yesterday. Just turned eight, asking me about it already. I said, it's going to be in the fall. All right? Remember, this is a celebration. This feast also prepares our minds for Yahuwah's return, where he will dwell among us and live with us forever. Celebrate that we get to live with Yahuwah forever. Hallelujah. Now, special note, new moon days, because a lot of people don't understand how to handle new moon days. This is a Shabbat. But you can cook and go out and about in nature. But you do not do any financial transactions on the new moon. Go study scripture. That's why those people were so upset about those gates. They, they were like, man, the new moon and the Sabbath, we can't go in and do trade. So we know that Yahuwah cut that off, right? So, for example, putting gas in your car, buying food, don't do no transactions. We don't do any transactions those days, guys. Also, this is a great day. This is what we really dial in on. This is a great family day. Approximately every 30 days, a new month starts, and it is a new moon day that represents the beginning of that new month. New month. <clears throat> That's where the word, look, month comes from. Moon. Add another O in the word month, and you'll understand where the word month comes from. It comes from the moon, moon, month. We will be celebrating, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all, I've been talking, Ava. <clears throat> we keep it real in here. 
we will be celebrating New Moon Day forever. We got to get that straight. Go look at Yeshua 6623. This is an eternal thing. So now after you've now seen and read about all the feasts of the Shabbats of Yahuwah, it is notably blatant to see that Satan has attempted to replace the feast days of Yahuwah, which are set apart days, sign named holy days, with, with pagan holidays, such as Easter, Christmas, Halloween, birthdays, and more. We don't celebrate none of that. All of these pagan days are designed to take attention and worship away from Yahuwah and his set-apart appointed feast days. We must resist Satan and this world and turn away from such practices, which are considered idolatry to Yahuwah. Second commandment breaking. Yahakob, sign named James, chapter 4, verse 7. So then, subject your, so then subject yourselves to Allah, resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. It happens, he will. So learn more about Yahuwah's feast days and pagan traditions here. Go on the site. We got one call, you know, uh, it's the set-apart days versus uh, holidays. We've handled three salvational points, and I ain't rushed it off. Not a bit. So now we're going into the fourth and final salvational point. All right? Here we go. Hallelujah, David. David said it also represents the thousand-year reign of Yahusha on earth during this time. Hallelujah, David. Way to pick it up, brother. Woo! This is beautiful. Thank you, Amber. Now we got the fourth salvational point, dietary laws. People say, you dietary laws, is this salvational point? Well, let's see. Let's go in. Our Father Yahuwah has showed us a way to know how to live. And one of those ways are how we are to eat. In his creation, Yahuwah is very detailed on the purpose of each thing he created. And especially for what each animal was for. Uriqua, sign named Leviticus, take your time in the next 24 to 48 hours and read Uriqua, Leviticus chapter 11. It gives us a clear breakdown of what animals are available to us for food. We know this is a serious issue and one that involves salvation because Yahuwah gives us strong warning. In Yeshua Yahoo, sign name Isaiah 66, 16 and 17, that he will destroy those eating animals such as pigs, mice, etc. He's not playing. People say he will. Yes. It's a salvational issue if he says, I'm going to destroy you. So I don't know how confusing that can be if he says, I'm going to destroy. Now, how much of the world eats pork? The majority of the world eats pork. Is that food? That's the question. Okay, y'all listen. Y'all see this glass? All right, tell me if this glass is food. If I broke it up and, and chopped it up and chewed it up, is this food? No. Because I can eat it doesn't mean it's food. We have to define what food is. We got to define what food is. Here are some basics of what meat to eat and not to eat. To eat. You can eat fish, but it must have scales and fins. You can do that, but it's got to have both. Can't have one or the other. 
right? Let me help some people out. You cannot eat catfish. <laughs> Can't do it because it does not have any scales. What's the purpose of a pig? What's the purpose of a catfish? It's to clean the earth. They're scavengers. They're vacuums. That's the purpose, all right? You can eat beef. You can eat poultry such as chicken, turkey, duck, quail, pheasant, dove. You can eat lamb. You can eat buffalo and bison. You can eat venison, deer, elk, antelope. Matter of fact, I harvest my own stuff a lot of the times. I have a freezer full of elk and buffalo and deer. You know, I'm a country boy. So I'm, I'm, I'm used to that part. Now, this is what not to eat. Don't eat pork. No, this is going to break some of y'all's appetite. And I should say some of y'all's uh, desires, which you need to have it broke so you can live long and have eternal life. Don't eat pork. Shellfish, that includes do not eat crab, lobster, scallops, clams, oysters, shrimp, or octopus. Scavengers, fish without scales and fins like catfish, swordfish, shark, eel, turtle, alligator, snake, predators like lion, vultures, bear, crows, hawks, eagles. Big one here now, squirrel, rabbit, horse, camel. Go look it up. He can't eat it. Leave it alone. Make sure you read the ingredients from every food or medicine you purchase. A lot of times there are things such as lard, which is pig, pork gelatin capsules, shellfish, and other different kinds of ingredients that we're not supposed to eat. Not supposed to eat. And of course, we can eat as many of the non-lethal fruits and vegetables as we want. We need to put that word, Lena, vegetables. Put that S on the end as we want. All right. Now, we got that. Can we do this? Can we do this? How many of y'all can live that way with, the, with your diet? Put in there and say, I can live. I can do salvation point number three. Very simple. I can keep the feast days. Put it in the chat. Put it live. I can keep salvation point number three. I can keep the feast days. And I can keep Yahuwah's dietary laws. Put it in there if you can do it. Is that so hard? Does that break your heart? Does that tear you up? Is it a good thing for you to do this or is it a bad thing? It's an incredible thing for you to do. It's incredible. It's incredible. Look at all the people saying, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Of course we can do it. It's not hard. It's not burdensome. He says, for I am Yahuwah, your allure, and I shall set you apart and you shall be set apart for I am set apart. So what these four foundational things do, these core points do, is they set us apart. Uriqua, sign name Leviticus, chapter 11, verse 44. Yahuwah concludes this, concludes in Uriqua, chapter 11, by saying this about what meat we are to eat, clean and unclean. You got this? In 46, 47, then I'm going to move on to close out. This is the Torah, chapter... Uh, verse 46 in chapter 11. This is the Torah of animals and the birds and every living being, everything that swims in the waters and every creature that moves on the earth. Verse 47, to make a distinction between the unclean, not eat, and the clean, to eat, and between the living creature that is eaten and the liver, living creature that is not eaten. Plain and simple language from Yahuwah himself. We can do it. 
So we hope these four salvational points that we've covered have helped you walk with Yahuwah. The above are some of the key insights that we've discovered that we believe can help many. Those that love Yahuwah will have a desire to please him. We encourage you to guard the ways of Yahuwah with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. He will guide you on your way. Praise Yahuwah. Who can do all four salvational points? Put it in the chat if you're here on the live. Put it in the comments if you're watching. The if you're watching the recording, put it in the comments. Can you do it? Yes, you can do it. Will it make your life more simpler and more on a straight path? Yes, it will. Will you set yourself apart for sure on this earth? Absolutely. Will you make yourself part of the peculiar people? Yes, you. Oh, man, I got to come off this now. I'm sorry. Will you make yourself part of the peculiar people by following these four? Yes, it will. Yes. Will you, by doing these four, be considered part of the remnant? Yes. Will you be able to have a true understanding when Yahushua says, wide is the gate that leads to destruction and many, many enter thereof? Narrow is the gate that leads to eternal life and few find it. If you watch this webinar today, if you watch this recording today, you have found the narrow path and it is not difficult. It's not hard. It is the narrow path though. Make no mistake about it. And we gave it to you right here on Promote the Truth, man. So I wanted to do something about how to follow Yahuwah. Hopefully this has blessed you. It's helped you get to the next level. It took some time, but it's worth every second of it. You know it and I know it. And so all we've got to do is go follow Yahuwah, hold on to his name, and then say, Father, give me the strength and the guidance and put the joy in my heart. Thank you, Yahuwah, for everything you've given me. I praise you and honor you. And now you've learned how to follow Yahuwah. I pray you hear his voice and you walk this path. We love you. Appreciate you. Can't wait to hear your testimony. We'll be watching for the comments as it spreads throughout the world. Even if you were here live, make sure you go support those that are commenting because this is going up on the Promote the Truth page on, on the YouTube, on the site. And you see people commenting, clap them, encourage them. Bring some more into this fold. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. I'll be talking to y'all soon. Praise Yahuwah. Hallelujah.